T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast WTIC good afternoon sorry to be late my wife had some surgery today I had to attend to her oh it's so infuriating I can't wait to talk about it how those hospitals operate Mark in Watertown hi Mark hi uh, good afternoon nice to hear your voice you can't hear me? I said it's nice to hear oh, your voice. It's, it's been nice a while. I graduated, and I paid my own way through college. So I want my tuition money back. And if you can go to school for free, I'm going back and getting my master's. Now, they said we're wasting money in <laughs> Ukraine. Well, I don't know if they saw the mass graves they have over there. So we've got plenty of communists. In this country, and if Putnam or Putnam, whatever his name, was in control of this country, you see plenty of mass graves over here. So I think we're spending the money for a good reason. And putting that aside, I think that you owe something. You should pay it. Yes, uh, I like that thread of the conversation in particular, I think is is one that Americans need to hear because I think, thank you for the call, Mark. I think for younger people, the idea that there is anything that's set in stone in life, anything that's concrete, is an aberrant thought and, and one they don't consider. And they've been taught they, they shouldn't consider that everything is malleable if it makes them unhappy. And the world is there and the government is there to fix it. And, and the big government tries to encourage that perception by running around acting like our system is a communist system and and the government's responsible for all your expenses that you can't pay The Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, the stu- I don't know what was the context for the student loan conversation. Anthony, I didn't hear the beginning of that, did you? Can you reconstruct what the nature of the conversation on student loans is about? 
He can't. He has other things he wants to do instead. I got our guest. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's all right. You could have let her ring a few times. And you um, the my context is that the student loans federal program is done being frozen on August 31st, and Biden's administration has to make a decision soon. They're expected to extend it, of course, and uh, Tom was saying how they're going to run on this moving forward. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that they need to pull some communist rabbits out of the hat to buy some votes. And student loans is the easy place to go and and on the radical side of the party the liz warrens and the bernies and those others they've been laying this out that it's a, a moral imperative to have the government behave with no morality and i i believe that joe biden the centrist that he is will go full radical on this because they have to figure out a way to to fix the election and, you know, you saw what Ned did in the state, for example. He paid everybody who works for the state a $3,500 non-retention bonus, take the money and run bonus. And and that was strictly to buy votes. That's what they do. That's what this is all about, all this socialism that they do. Joining us now, State Representative Kimberly Fiorella from Greenwich. Hey, Kimberly, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's great to be back and to hear your voice. Um, I, I wanted to join in that conversation. I, I think it's morally reprehensible what they're doing. And I think more and more students should understand, like, you, you know, you want to own your body. You must own your mind. And your education is yours. And you don't want that paid by the government. Even if they offered it, students should say no. And they should really understand why it's so expensive to go to college. This inflation in education is caused by government, um, you know, taking over the student loan market and the schools taking advantage of that. But, you know, the emphasis is on knowledge and kids, uh, students wanting that knowledge and wanting to own it. And I think that's something, you know, young people can understand. You, you want to pay for it. You want to own it. It's yours. Please don't let that come from the government. Uh, I think the young people would have trouble connecting with your argument. Like, why would why should they want that burden? It would be their question not, to you, right? Well, I guess I'd have to say to them, it's not a burden to you know have control of your mind, what you put into your brain, the knowledge you have. Um, it's you know, there's such earned joy and satisfaction. And truly knowing that, like, you made something happen. And, um, you know, more and more people are understanding the sort of the poison and vacuous feeling of having things just given to you. Yeah, and I like I this. Suppose... Kimberly, this is a really strong direction on it. So you're saying that, that young people are missing out on taking control of their lives. Uh, they're, they're delaying their own adulthood by allowing the government to play them the way the government is playing them? Well, this is just the most fundamental thing. I mean, I, I so believe that, you know, the greatest natural resource that we have is our human mind. And um, what, what the government is doing and, you know, trying to be like, oh, look, we're going to pay for your education. Here's your future on a silver plate. I think young people have a natural skepticism of um, of things that are given, that things that are free. Of course, yes, there's a whole bunch that just want to coast. But there are also many, many young people 
who um, understand the value of, of, I think, earning things and owning things. Owning it. It's yours. You did it. Um, Self-determination. Self-determination, but also owning your integrity. Like, if I took on this debt, I should pay it. I made those decisions. They're my responsibility to carry out the repercussions of those decisions and, and to carry those burdens. Yes, and your mind is yours. Don't give that to the government. Don't let them buy your education for you. Your mind is yours. Don't live your whole life knowing that you have the government pay for your education. Don't take pride in that, but rather because it, it's really an empty feeling, and many people know what government, you know, they're beginning to realize it. that's the best part about Connecticut and why I think our community, our culture is ripe for an awakening is we've lived with Democrat policies and socialist policies for long enough that there are awakenings happening. Do you think, Um, do you see signs that people are coming to understand that the destructive power of pandering government, of socialist government, which thinks it can buy votes and destroy our electoral system by controlling elections with the flow of tax dollars back into the pockets of certain voters rather than running the state for the best interests of everybody. You think they see through that? I do. I do. And and it's just a personal experience. I, it's, when I talk to them, when I, I don't know, when I meet folks and tell them and we talk together, I feel like they understand it. And I'm, I, you know, I'm knocking on doors and I, um, I don't necessarily have people talk to me about inflation and it's unaffiliated doors. I don't really get abortion and guns either. And, you know, maybe out of 10 doors, I get three human beings at the door and mm-hmm. they're unaffiliated. But um, I talk about um, education and how that's the greatest civil rights fight we have in our state. And, and many times they get it. I mean, I don't know whether they have grandkids or their parents. Um, but I do find that people don't want so much government, but particularly on this college debt forgiveness, which I know is a topic that the Democrats in Connecticut are talking about, never mind the Democrats in Washington, D.C. But, you know, my message is to young people is you must fight to own your own mind. And I agree with you. College is ridiculously expensive. And are you really getting a bang for your buck? But you don't want to, you know, start your life out thinking that government paid for your education. Your mind is your greatest human resource. Don't give that up so cheaply to the government to pay for it and buy you. Kimberly Fiorello is our guest. She's state representative from Greenwich. That's why you rock, Kimberly. You talk like that. But, hey, I got to let other people know why I called in today. I really hope people can go to my website, Rep Fiorello. Please join me today, 7 to 8 o'clock. I'm doing a summer public policy series, and we're talking about public sector unions and how um, all public sector workers should be readily able to know how to join, which we know they are readily able to know that, but also readily able to know how, how to not join. I mean, they, this is you know, fair to have information on both sides. How to this withdraw not, themselves from the obligation of having their pay yeah, pulled. Freedom of choice. Yes. Freedom to choose. And, um, you know, we have Mike Costanza. This is, the topic is public sector um, choice, but um, we have a 
a gentleman who's in, who's a teacher, and so the conversation will be about teachers opting out in the month of August, which is what makes this This is the big month coming up if you want to escape having your money taken by the special interest group known as the union. If you well, are a state worker, you... are beautifully, but I just want <laughs> to share the information so people understand they have a choice. Also, this summer series, is it going to include health insurance? That's my next topic. Okay. Why do these health insurers need to raise their rates by 20%? And what is the solution? Because there are solutions. These are not insurmountable problems. All right, but let's solutions. sell one thing at a time because you got something tonight you, you want to push, yeah, okay. right? So let's get <laughs> yes, that so packed, and then we can move on to the next one next week or something. What's, uh, okay, I just want to get you guys hooked on the idea. Of no, I like the idea that you're doing a series. Drink. Like You're this yeah. permanent flow of, of information on how to save the state. I love it. And how to save your own livelihoods from uh, being absconded with by the special interest groups. It's great. So uh, how exactly. do people... Get involved with the thing tonight. Tell them again what it is. Come to RepFiorello.com. It's the first thing on my website, and you just registered to uh, get the Zoom link. And um, there's a, a QR code, which is that you know black and white pixelated thing. You can use your phone and, and register it. right on there. Okay, so it's Rep, R-E-P-Fiorello.com. And then and they can the follow the public policy series. They can just swipe themselves in like they're a piece <laughs> of fruit in the grocery store. Exactly. You can okay. check yourself in. That's cool. I know. We're too digital. I'm so sorry. But, <laughs> well, um, it works, you know. Both ways. It works. Yeah, you know, there's a restaurant in, in West Hartford where they don't have waiters. You just you scan your um, your phone uh, onto the menu and type in uh, no no the menu pops up when you scan the the QR code on your table and it knows what table you're at and you type in your order and then it it bills you automatically off of your credit card and um, somebody right. runs How it over the you? table and it's ready <laughs> yeah it's the, so this is where we're headed I'm I'm just trying to say you're on the right wavelength well, you know, I love the convenience, and um, I regret the convenience. But I, I do find Zoom to be really helpful. This is just such an easy way for people to get information, and we do connect. You know, my children connect with friends that they've never met in person, but they're on online classroom together. And I feel that connection with all of you who join my Zoom. You know, you're from towns I haven't even been to, like I don't know, Killingworth and other towns across our beautiful state. But I'm just very grateful that, you know, Zoom facilitates it. There's other things about technology I, I'm afraid of, but um, in, in allowing us to assemble, it's very important. The right to assemble is uh, vital to freedom. It is. So, what, what's, is the, uh, what's the longest drive? You, <laughs> you Killingly would be a long drive from Greenwich. Do you know? Uh, you know, I was invited to an event in Burlington, and I was delighted to go up to Burlington. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, no, there's there's so many beautiful drives when you get to these towns. So, but I've always wanted to go visit my friend um, Rep. Doug Dubitsky. I got to get up to the towns that he represents. They're they're apparently beautiful, and I know Doug has like cows on his property. So I've always said, I'll take my kids to go see him. Well, I hope they're not somebody else's. All right, Kimberly. So uh, tonight, what time is the the it's uh, seven forum? Seven to eight o'clock. And the so, subject um, tonight is what? 
It's uh, public sector unions and the freedom to choose. It's called um, Connecticut, Our Connecticut Teachers and Their First Amendment Rights. Okay, that's great. Kimberly Fiorello, go to repfiorello.com. Good luck tonight, and we'll talk to you again soon. Super. Thank you so much, Todd. And enjoy Bye. your time with the children and the summer weather and all that. 860-522-9842, repfiorello.com. It's really great to these uh, these forums that she runs and others do as well, but uh, Kimberly keeps at it because information is the key to so much. Let's talk to Al in Hartford. Hello, Al. Hey, Todd. Um, I wanted to bring up um, serving in the... Uh in the National Guard to uh, pay for uh, state college, pay tuition for state college. And what are your thoughts? Uh, be, fill me in. So, um, you know, after high school, you can join the, um, the Army National Guard, and uh, you get your tuition paid for uh, state college. A full, full ride? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty certain it is a full ride. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's my reaction. I mean, yeah, we, we talk about student debt, and I've been I got my uh, fourteen year old convinced to uh, to join the National Guard after he gets out of high school to, to pay for his college. So there there is no debt. Yeah, what a, what a great idea. I I hope you can sustain it though. Fourteen is uh, formative years. A lot can yeah, happen in the next four years. That's right. That's right. But uh, thanks for bringing that up, Alan. Good luck with the. Uh, with the next four years. Thanks. Good to hear from you. 860-522-WTIC, Bob in Waterbury. Hello, Bob. How you doing, Todd? What's uh, up? Ah, same old, same old. Uh, when I was young and stupid, I took out a student loan for computer stuff, and um, I, it was like $10,000. At that time, it was a real lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I, I did the class. I never got a degree in it. Um, but then I realized that I had to pay that thing off. It was a federal loan. Anytime I wanted to get a loan for a car or something, I had to pay that mofo off, and I did, even though I don't really deal with computers. Um, and I think what the state, uh, the Biden wants to do now is paying off student loans for people. There are a lot more people that have paid off loans than haven't, and they're going to be all kind of like say, oh, wait a second, what about me? Uh, I think he's going to lose a lot of votes if he pushes this through. Well, I'm sure they're they're considering that danger, and and they have figured out that uh, they can probably that the people who will be made happy by getting the free money will outweigh any damage done by the giveaways. That's what I'm figuring is going on because it seems appalling. And if if, I'm, if there's any of the fabric of the America that we grew up knowing, Bob, and, and the values that Americans have, if any of that fiber is left inside of us, people are going to be furious over the yeah. idea that, and, and this will include a lot of people getting fancy diplomas and stuff who are getting their loans paid off and who will make right. a lot of money as lawyers or whatever. I, That'll I mean, be appalling. I mean, I made a mistake, and I did. I said, okay, but I don't, maybe this computer thing ain't for me. But then, you know, after you figure out, it's like, you know, you have to pay it, you have to pay it. So I did it. No big deal. It wasn't like life ending. But, um, oh, brain fart. Um, I don't know how we're going to keep doing it. Like, people are, 
you have to pay for what you want, I guess. You know, and, and you have to be responsible for what you're going to do. Well, that was the old days. There's a new value if let, system. If we, if we let these people off, not like Tom said in the show before, you're mm-hmm. helping your wife. That is good. That's a plus. <laughs> um, like he said, I mean, if you start letting these off, loans off now, more people are going to take out loans next year and the year after and the year oh, after. Well, when's it going to stop? What happens next? Yeah, why wouldn't people take out bigger loans than they even need? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Todd Feinberg Show. Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Oh, yes. A rockin' afternoon. Oh, many thanks to the Shaddocks for helping with the uh, helping with the sh- beginning of the show because I was stuck in some traffic getting my wife out of the hospital. And the... Um, the thing about hospitals, I feel like everything, all of our systems are diseased in this country today. And one of the things that bothers me about hospitals and surgeons, because she's, she's gotten um, several surgeries over the last few years, the surgeons aren't in charge of you. You assume the surgeon's in charge of you, right? But you're going into the hospital and... The anesthesiologists are like these uh, contract players. And, and you don't necessarily get to meet them, talk with them, think about them beforehand, except for while you're laying there waiting to go into surgery. And you, you, get, you have a briefing with the anesthesiologist assistant or something, but they just seem so institutionally robbed of their sensitivity and their intelligence. Why is it, for example, 
that the anesthesiologist isn't supervised by the doctor. So when you're meeting with your doctor and you're, you're preparing for the surgery and you're talking about the things you're concerned about, that the doctor isn't able to transmit those things to the anesthesiologist so your concerns are taken care of and your sensitivities are taken care of, your medical needs are taken care of. Who, who would design a system this way? Well, they don't think about it from the customer's point of view because there are no customers because it's a, a, a semi-socialized system. And it's all big and bureaucratized and, and the flow of money is, is also bureaucratized and, and institutionalized. So nobody has to really do such a great job because it's, like, it's not like reviews are being done. It's very frustrating. She has this thing where she's uh, very sensitive to the anesthesia, and if they don't do it right, she ends up with vertigo and feeling awful. And, and um, sometimes they just seem not to know anything that's going on. No matter how hard you try to notify them in advance. This bothers me. That's what I'm, that's what I'm ranting about. Why is that the case? And who set it up this way, and, and, and why, and how do these things get um, made into permanent, institutionalized things? Just kind of infuriating. One of those things, but, but you know, it's a, little, it's a little insight into why the government is so horrible and so uncaring, and, and how it came to pass that the politicians who pretend to run things don't actually run things. They just hold positions and titles and have certain institutional powers in our government. The governor can appoint people to run departments, but he really has no interest in the departments or how they're run, except for putting on the show of being somebody who's managing things when he manages nothing, except his PR. And that's not unique to Ned Lamont. He's just uniquely callous and disinterested, but... I think that's structurally across the board in our society and big government. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Wouldn't it be nice if someday... Somebody is elected to Congress who's not a Democrat. Just for variety's sake, because it's a really bad thing. It's not that, in Congress, it's not that variety is the spice of life. It's the spice of having a democratic system in place. Joining us now, Dr. Michael Goldstein. He's running in the 4th District, down along the seacoast, Bridgeport and Fairfield and Monroe and... I forget what other towns, against Jim Himes. Hello there, Michael. How are you today? You are a doctor, right? Do you practice in hospitals? Uh, I practice in my, my office. Is, is, I have an, my own office, so I practice in an office, but I, you know, I have used hospitals to operate in. I'm an eye surgeon. So the, I, I just had this experience with my wife. Where I picked her up after a surgery, and they, they do this all the time where they mess up the... Um, you know, like the anesthesiologists are these separate entities who 
who sort of come in and, and pay little attention to the instructions that are that are given to the doctor. Is that something you encounter? Well, I mean, I, I think what happens is that there's, um, well, it, it, they've changed it now, because now what, what we're required to do is have these electronic discharge instructions, which you actually, as the surgeon, go over, and, you know, they're, they're kind of cookie cutter in that they're pretty much the same for everybody, but you get the chance to review them and alter mm-hmm. them, and then, and then it gets printed. So it's actually, you know, it's determined by the surgeon. Now, there might be other ones from the anesthesia because somebody's giving you these drugs to sedate you. Like, they don't want you driving a car. They don't want you playing football. You know, they don't want you... No, I just mean, like, well, as a patient, you think the doctor is the boss of your case. And, no. when, and when you're going to the hospital, the doctor is going to run your treatment in the hospital and that the anesthesiologist is reporting to the doctor that's just the logical scheme that you have in your mind but it doesn't seem to work that way no it doesn't work that way at all what's happened is the doctor the doctor just becomes part of a machine as our healthcare system has become more and more uh, institutionalized big business consolidated yeah. whatever you want to call it uh, the doctors are just basically cogs in a machine mm-hmm. with different like the surgeon does one part, the anesthesia anesthesia people do a different part. I mean, in other words, if you have a surgeon that's do whatever kind of operation you're doing, you don't want that surgeon giving anesthesia because they don't know anything about anesthesia, and and you don't want the anesthesia person doing the surgery. So everything's been you know compartmentalized, and then you add the hospital bureaucracy, and then you add government requirements and mandates, and you create what you're probably experiencing. Yeah, I hate it. I hate this. Uh... This, you know, she has this, uh, she gets nauseous from the anesthesia. She gets vertigo. And so when she, she starts to come out of it and, and her head is spinning and then she gets a, a vertigo thing that sets in. And, you know, we think we get it worked out and, and we keep narrowing the instructions to make it clearer with each successive surgery. And it seems like it toggles back and forth. Some, one time they pay attention, they, they get it and it works fine. And then the next time, the anesthesiologist is cavalier and not paying that much attention to the instructions, and it's frustrating. So you're, if you, the other thing I is... I understand you. I, I, I agree with you, by the way. Okay, so part of that is what you're describing. So as an, as an eye surgeon, if you go into the hospital, you're... You're not working for the hospital, but what you have a contract with the hospital is that how? It no, works? no, no, no. In other words, you become you have the you have basically privileges to do the surgery in the hospital. So that when you do an operation, you you know charge for your surgery surgical fees as a surgeon. The hospital charges the patient for using the hospital. The person that's providing the anesthesia is charging them for the for the for the professional service yeah. of the anesthesiologist. But the problem is, as the surgeon, you don't have control over who's doing the anesthesia. Mm-hmm. And as you said, in, if you have somebody that's complicated and has a problem, in theory, they're supposed to look at the record of what happened before and you know, what went right and what went wrong to try to figure out how to do it the right way the next time around. But if, if you, as you're describing, somebody who's in a hurry, who's not paying enough attention to the yeah. details, you're getting what you got, uh, which is not right. 
But what's the nature of the relationship between a doctor? Do you have to have a formal relationship with a hospital to be able to do a surgery in that hospital? Yes, you do. I mean, you have to have what's called you have to be you have to have what's called privileges, the right to use the hospital. You know, they have to you know, verify your credentials. They have mm-hmm. to you know you have to have continuing education. You know, sometimes you have to in some hospitals you have to be on call. I mean, there's like a whole it's, you know so it's a relationship, but but the, but the, but they don't pay you anything. You know, you're bringing essentially people to them but they use so you're not their employee but right. more and more doctors are actually employed by the hospital where they're doing the surgery mm-hmm. so they're, they're they're completely you know under the control of the hospital so the doctor is your maybe in in terms of your relationship to the hospital he's your agent but the hospital really the management of the hospital makes the rules and decides how things are going to go Especially if the doctor is employed by the hospital, yes. because then then they don't want to make any waves because they may not have a job. Right. <laughs> it's fascinating. Dr. Michael Goldstein is with us. Thank you for that little aside. But you're running for Congress in the fourth district. What's going on yeah. with that? Well, right now I'm in a primary, so the you know the the big the big goal here is to is to re, is to reach out to people to let people know about the campaign. I mean, unfortunately, in in our world. Uh, primary campaigns don't generate lots of interest and lots of excitement, so a lot of people are kind of clueless as to what's going on. Well, I can't imagine why everybody isn't fully engaged on an event that takes place on August 9th in politics. Uh, well, let's see. August ninth is part of the problem. The fact that it's you know, not going to be ninety degrees or whatever it is. <laughs> right. The fact that people are on vacation, uh, and 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 you know, and yet sadly, the idea of a primary. You talked just b- briefly of the idea of of getting some Republicans elected because mm-hmm. you, there's got to be some choice. I mean, if you keep electing the same person over and over and over again, and they know they're going to get elected no matter what they do, in human nature, they don't really have to be accountable to the people that have voting for them because it what they're getting they figure they're getting elected anyway so you know so the big problem is a lot of people that are in office for a long time especially in you know in places like you know, congress become machine part of the you know in the case of the democrats the democratic political machine and their loyalty is the democratic political machine especially if they're like looking to move up the food chain you know and become more and more important and they don't and they kind of lose touch with the voters yeah i think that that second part of your point the party part is more important than the personality part if if you are vote because people will say to me sometimes oh i'm independent i vote for i don't care about the party and i'm saying but but there's two parties that are polar opposites now and if anybody who's in Congress on either side is voting roughly 85 to 90 percent of the time for the for what the, the leadership in their party tells them to vote for. So the Democrats all vote for anything the Democrats want and Republicans all vote for anything Republicans want. And if, if it's just Democrats forever, then nothing ever gets voted for and there's no conversation and there's no chance of things going the other way. So without a competitive marketplace, the political class has no reason to pay any attention to voters. That's absolutely true. And the best example of that was is is, is if, if you look what's happening to our economy with gasoline prices that up, you know, hitting they hit six dollars you know for premium for you know recently. Uh, they're down a little bit. Wow, for thirty five cents, we're supposed to like jump for joy. And when they, and they were two dollars before Biden took office, and home heating oil was is, was is up is up to six dollars, if not more a gallon. I mean, and uh, food prices are up. And so I was, you know, I was interviewed by the Connecticut Patch, and they asked me what I thought the most important 
uh, problem was, and I said it was the economy, and then they reached out to the Himes campaign. They asked them what they thought the most important problem was, and their answer was gun control. So, I mean, so if you can't pay for your food, I mean, I mean, gun control is not going to help you. I mean, yes, it's but that's their cover story to make sure that they get something in there that's not about the economy because they don't want people always thinking about the economy because it causes them pain, and that pain might transfer to anger towards the establishment uh, it should political class yeah dr michael goldstein is our guest he's running for congress against jim himes in the fourth district what else are are you doing uh door-to-door style campaigning i'm I'm doing some door-to-door i mean you know we're doing some door-to-door we're doing we're making some telephone calls uh where you know we're going to be doing some more, uh, some other ways to reach out to people. You know, sometimes we'll go to you know events where there's people, but the, the problem is that you know the the number of people that we want to reach in a crowd is small because it's the Republican uh, primary voter. So if you're in a crowd with lots of people that are either independents or Democrats, they're not in voting in a primary. Mm-hmm. The percentage of people that you encounter that are actually the ones that you want to talk to in a primary is 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 limited. So how do you find Republicans to have a conversation well, with? Uh, well, we, you know, we do have, you know, we do have the, you know, lists of people of Republicans from, you know, that's, you know, we have access to those websites and we have, you know, to that database. And then we have access to the people who vote in primaries and we have like, you know, telephone numbers, not emails from those lists or mm-hmm. some other, you know, emails that we have. But you just, you know, so a lot of it is, is calling or the door to door. And when you, you know, knock on doors, three quarters of the people are not home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or they're hiding they behind the sofa. Uh, they're hiding behind the sofa, or they won't come to the door. I mean, you know, somebody's knocking on your door, and there's kind of strange. I mean, no, nobody knocks on your door anymore. Exactly. So a lot of people won't answer the door, even if they're home. So you just kind of leave something on the door, or hope they'll read it, and yep. and and move on. So it's, it's frustrating it's, it's, trying to make contact because what you need is conversations, right? Exactly. And when you find somebody and you have an interesting conversation, it's, it's very rewarding, mm-hmm. and you hope that they'll tell other people ab- about you. Uh, I mean, the other thing that we do, obviously, is we post on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Twitter, and you know, and uh, you know, and we we we're putting yard signs, you know, wherever we can. But you know, sure. in some towns you're not allowed to put yard signs on public pl- streets, and other towns they allow it. So, and, and you know, since there's 17 different towns, they all, you know, the, what the rules are, you sometimes you you don't know, and you just put something down, and then they disappear. All right. So, how do people find you online? Okay, so uh, at uh, www.goldsteinforcongress.com is one. They can find me on Facebook at either Michael Goldstein or Goldstein for Congress, uh, Instagram at Dr. Michael Goldstein, and Twitter at Dr. M. Goldstein. All right, thank you for being here. Good luck. Stay in well, touch. Thank you so much, and uh, I hope to hope to get to speak to you guys again. I hope people that are listening will go out and vote for me. Uh, I think we need some change, and as a non-politician who's interested in actually like helping people which is what i've done my whole life as a doctor you know this is why i don't want to go to washington so yeah uh, you, check, so much. you come back again before the primary so you can uh, pump people up a little bit thank you dr michael goldstein he talked medical profession with me too which was helpful because i've got that on my mind let's go to michael in burlington hi michael hello todd thanks for taking my call thank you um sorry i got you on speakerphone you sound okay hey. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, the Brittany Griner uh, issue. Sure. Yes. 
Um, what are your feelings about it? Is this something that you, uh, you know, you spent a well, lot of time thinking about no, or you're I mean, mad about or what? Yeah, I'm mad about it. I'm mad about how the government is handling this. I think it's uh, bad that I heard on Tom Shattuck that they're going to be trading uh, prisoners with Russia. Mm -hmm. They're going to send over an arms dealer in change for, for her. And that upsets you why? Well, it upsets me because it sounds like America is paying terrorist ransoms, basically. Mm -hmm. No, it's and a fair position. I think all the countries do it, though. Even even Israel does uh, trades of prisoners bec just because there's some people you want back really badly. I, I, I would, th would have thought that you'd make the argument that a basketball player isn't right up there you know as that valuable asset it's more of a political pander perhaps to want to, to do the trade to get the basketball player back um how many other people were uh imprisoned in russia that nobody ever heard about and who are locked away for years or and, and who are journalists so journalists have really important jobs and if they're over there writing they're people we might want to protect more than a basketball player Absolutely. I mean, a life is a life, no, no, regardless of uh, race, color. Yes, you know, but we're not. We don't want to be trading for just to save lives. I don't think I, because of the 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 moral hazard that you mentioned. That if you're engaged in this kind of activity with your enemy, then you're. What exactly is the point of being enemies if you're if you're doing this stuff? Michael, got to hold you right there. Thank you for bringing it up. I hope you feel better now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.